0: Hey everyone, it's Andy and Phil. We're your co hosts for the Burning Creative Podcast. For those of you who don't know us, we're the partners over at Muddy Shutter Media and we're excited to have you listening to our show. This is a podcast about creativity, inspiration, and passion in the creative
1: community. This show is sponsored and supported by MSM and therefore, no ads, all talk. We hope you enjoy the content and don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow our Instagram page at Burning Creative Podcast. Jumping right in, let's introduce today's guest. What's going on, Kyle?
2: Oh, hanging out. How about you guys?
0: Good, good. Doing so well, we were just well. uh, chatting before this about your uh, Virginia Beach-Richmond ties with Phil and how I learned that Phil grew up with your cousin when I went up to Kansas with you.
2: Yeah, I've, uh, I've never met Phil, but I've uh, seen a lot of his work, and you guys are doing some really cool stuff, so I'm excited to be on the podcast for sure. For sure, man.
0: Well, yeah, Glad thanks to for coming on. on, and you know, just to give the listeners a little background, um... Tell everybody uh, a little about a little bit about yourself and your work and kind of you know your day to day grind and what uh, what inspires you to do what you do every day
2: yeah, so I guess I started well one I'm a photographer, and uh, I started back in high school, so that was maybe two thousand seven and after high school moved into the the world of college and when I was in college, I worked for my school newspaper, and I had always wanted to be a newspaper photographer and just thought that that's where my life was going to end up, just photojournalism. And so in college, worked for the school newspaper. Actually, I went to VCU, and if you're familiar with college basketball at all, VCU went to the Final Four when I was there. And so that was one of my big claim to fame, was I got to shoot the Final Four and kind of be on the court. and. It was a blast, but I kind of realized quickly that that the photojournalism world was going to be a route that I didn't want to take, whether it was the the travel or the the low pay or just anything. I I realized that I wanted to move into the, the corporate world and so did a lot of corporate work right out of college, working for brands of different sizes in and around Virginia and yeah, I, I took a little hiatus. I took a break. I guess it was a year after I graduated college because if you are creative, you and I work for myself. So at 22 years old, I found myself kind of getting in trouble um, because <laughs> I wasn't working every day, and so decided to take a, a year off. And I became a maintenance man. It was the worst job ever, but we had like a group of guys who I was working with, and. I had a good time, but it was every day. Wake up at six and work until six, and so kind of gave me. I've always had a work ethic, but it kind of reshaped that work ethic to you really got to work hard for this. And then left the maintenance world and went back to photography. And I think I've been going strong ever since. So that was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Now my work kind of shift has shifted. I, I do a lot of corporate work. I do. There's three tiers to my business. One is corporate work around Virginia and just different areas. And then the second is tourism and outdoor work, where uh, whether it's for Visit Virginia or different states up and down the East Coast, do a lot of work there, and then the outdoor side as well. And then the last tier is I do a lot of humanitarian work overseas. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome, so I'm, I'm kind of curious about the the hiatus you took was that you know when you were on that break and you kind of went and, and did another job were there days where you just felt like, man, I need to get back to it or like you just had these you know your, your creative moments like when you're kind of just walking around and you're like man that that would have been a like a nice picture or like oh that would have been a really cool moment to capture did you did you kind of miss? you know, digging into your creativity? Like, did you miss that at all? Or, you know, or were you like, you know what? I'm going to take a hard break, not going to do anything related to photography and just like go do something else. It was almost like somebody's version of like a writer's block.
2: Yeah, so I, it's crazy. I mean, it's wild how your life just pans out and changes Mm -hmm. drastically. But when I took the maintenance job, I was done. I was ready to hang everything up at the time i was doing a lot of corporate work and it just wasn't fun didn't really have a passion for it uh, i would wear a suit and go into healthcare systems and redo headshots for people and mm-hmm. it was great it was good money but it wasn't filling yeah it wasn't fulfilling at all and so i actually had a conversation i got brought on for one tourism thing in the middle of my maintenance career, I guess we could say. <laughs> and it was with one of my mentors, his name's Sam Dean. He, uh, he does a lot of tourism work. He's an incredible human, but we had a big conversation. And I think that that was, that was maybe like nine months into my maintenance job. And, but we had a big conversation and he just said, dude, you're really good at what you do. I think it's time to, to move back into that. And I shook it off a little bit, but then uh, realized that that he was right, and I needed to get away from being a maintenance man.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: So, not that that's a bad job or a horrible career choice. It just wasn't for me.
0: Right. Right. But so it's kind of interesting. Like with you left the corporate world and stuff, but you, it's still a tier to your business. So did yeah. you kind of like almost like creatively make amends with that, or were you just like, well? You know, to support my other tiers, I got to do this to pay the bills. And, you know, is there there some kind of like balance that you've you've reached with yourself and your business?
2: Definitely a balance. I mean, I I think we talked a little bit about this in Kansas, but, Mm -hmm. you know, if I could, I would just be doing outdoor work. Yeah. That would be the ideal situation, hike up a mountain and do cool stuff or make cool images. But sadly... You know, that corporate world is a big part of my business and it is a big part of how I pay my bills. And I think that there was an amends where I just came to the realization that I'm still making photos and I can still be creative in this corporate world. And kind of like, let's say someone's an engineer, right? Like they probably love their job. They love creating things. They love fixing problems. But there's also, parts of their business that they don't love as much. And I think that if my corporate clients are listening to this, maybe they're going to be angry, (laughs) but um, there's, there's parts of the corporate world that I don't like and uh, I wish I could be outside all the time, but there's also parts that I love. So I think that, that, yeah, I came to an, an agreement with myself and, and just with my work that I'm still creating work and I'm still a photographer and I've got a really cool job.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because Phil's actually an engineer by trade and I'm an architect by trade, Um, you know, but it's interesting because that balance between business and creativity is such a delicate thing. And I think a lot of people, and I don't want to say naive, because there are some guys that are out there and they they are like the best of the best in their niche. And that's all they do. You know, there's a lot of hunting photographers or fishing photographers or outdoor photographers that it's like, that's all they do because they have the client base to support it. But at the same time, not everybody can be in that top tier. You know, there's yeah. there's only so much marketing dollars to pay for ad images and editorials and stuff like that. So it's like probably the 90% of other people have to find that balance, you know? And heck, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday, Phil, how the backstory of Muddy Shutter is we shop for agencies doing corporate work as well, you know? Yeah. And like, sure, it wasn't, I wouldn't say awesome work because You're taking pictures of other people. Well, we were taking pictures of other people's businesses that they had a lot of pride in. You Mm. know, that was great in itself. And you, you talked to a lot of guys that were, I don't know, doing plumbing and restaurants and, you know, hair care or whatever. It's, okay, by standard, it's not like, oh, that's like not glamorous or whatever, but you're still capturing somebody else's story. But then Phil and I kind of realized like, hey, we need that money to reinvest into ourselves to pursue our other niches. You know, and that's kind of like you said. It's like you realize it. It is a big part of your business, and the other tiers wouldn't exist without that and butter or without something to support it. I don't know, Phil. What do you think? Because you, you came from that that world, and and it's yeah, funny I, because and I, you're. And you're and
1: I left that world. You know, yeah. it was like <laughs> I, I left that world to get into sales, cause, but I love the creative side of it, and that was something like Kyle, like you were talking to. It's like you enjoyed it, and getting back to you know how you kind of took your hiatus. You, you enjoyed what you're doing, but there was some things day to day that you just you know you're kind of sick of, and you didn't want to do it anymore. You weren't you know it wasn't fulfilling as it should have been. Then you know I stepped out into sales, and but then lost that creative side that I was missing every day of of designing something, creating, solving you know solving problems, creating solutions. And then lo and behold, I met I met Andy, and now kind of bringing that creativity back. But yeah, it's it's a it's hard to kind of look at it as a whole and, and you're like, man, you know, I, I love this, but coming from the, you gotta lose the creative side, but you gotta do enough to keep the light on. And that's what something Andy and I have been talking about all the time is just, you know, we gotta do some of these jobs, keep the lights on for MSM and, and keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, right. Because yeah, that, that opportunity cheats. is just not gonna be there for you to express your creativity if you have no business to, to do so. Yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually really curious about your humanitarian work. Like, mm. I, I know you just launched a new Instagram handle called like Leferrier Travels, right? Yep. And seriously, like, so I used to travel a lot and, and do, I wouldn't say humanitarian work, not at all, um, but just to travel, just to experience other cultures and just kind of relating back to He's a, he's a to little people. more well-traveled Get,
1: than I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we're, you, we're you getting there. we You just want to sit sit around and drink your beer and some bourbon. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with, nothing that. Wrong we'll with stick, that. We'll
1: stick with the bourbon. We'll stick with the bourbon.
0: <laughs> but you know, like a, a big portion of that. Like I really miss, you know, and Mm. I kind of live vicariously like through through your work, you know, because I I see everything. I'm like, man, like I want to know that guy's story, and I know I want to know, you know, what it was like to be in that fish market. Like I I know you wrote a story about like some lady uh, that sold fish in like Ghana or something like
2: that. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, like it's like stuck in my mind because I'm just like, man, there's so many cool stories out there. I I think in the hunting and fishing industry uh, that phil and i kind of concentrate on like sure there's like the story of the hunter and like they go out west or they whatever they go and hunt something and they harvest it and it's like you know i wouldn't say i'm I'm sick of it but it's like man i want to hear like stories from abroad that are probably people wouldn't think it's special like oh you know some lady in a fish market you know but it's like i want to know her story like how did she get there you know like why is she selling fish? Like, does she have family? Like, well, you know, like for, for me, that is what inspires me to like create more. And like, you know, those little stories that you pick up here and there on your travels, you know, it, it all like fuels who you are as a photographer at the end of the day, I think. I I don't know. Like, so my, my long winded question is why did you start that, that new Instagram handle and what does it mean to you?
2: Yeah. So I, um, I just started doing kind of the humanitarian work probably four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was simply who I knew. I knew a guy who does a lot of work like that. And he brought me on for one job. And but I never, and then so it just kind of snowballed after that. And mm-hmm. now I just got back from a trip that was two months in nine different countries. So that's if you would ask me five years ago is this going to be a part of your life? I would have laughed at you and said no. And so, It's like,
0: no, thank you. I don't want malaria. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. take like 12 different vaccines. Oh, before. man, no.
2: But I started the, the Instagram handle because my main Instagram is is simply outdoor work. And yeah. like I said before, that's I would love to do that as a full-time job. And that's totally all I do. But the rest of the world wasn't really seeing what I do like my other tiers of my business Mm -hmm. that we talked about earlier so I started that because I knew that I was really having a blast and creating really good images for these clients and you know that could be a big tier and if people aren't seeing it then you know maybe I'm doing a disservice and it's funny that you talked about that story because like as a creative sometimes I feel like we all probably feel it, but it's the idea of, you know, sometimes my voice doesn't need to be heard. So I got super Mm -hmm. self-conscious after I posted that story and I actually went back since and like deleted half of it. Um, (laughs) So it was cool to hear that you actually liked it because I I remember it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's stuck in my head. Yeah. I think, I think the main reason for that Instagram is I was on a huge trip and I just saw myself creating really good images and, and wanted mm-hmm. the rest of the world to see it. So decided to start it. And I think I have like 200 followers. It's going great guys.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, that's uh that's probably 200 loyal followers. Yeah, such that as is true. They're
2: all loyal.
0: My mom <laughs> and and I remember our your stories. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs>
1: hey, they're, they're faithful, man. They're faithful.
2: That's true. You that's true. You were talking awesome. about your,
1: your time. You said it was about two months of your travel. Is that, on average what is an average if you're going to do one of these humanitarian trips, you know what what's your time frame looking like?
2: So most of the time it's not this long. This one we were commissioned by the World Resources Institute, and mm-hmm. it was five different countries, and so we we split it up that like so we we were gone for a week, we were back for five days, we were gone for two weeks, back for a few days and mm-hmm. then we were gone for 34 days. And so it was with the World Resources Institute, they gave us five countries and then we added the three more with just different clients that wanted things because we were in Africa. But yeah, most of the time it's like a week, two weeks, 10 days. This was a really long one and and it actually like I really missed Chick-fil-A. Um <laughs> and so it was it was tough. Chicken minis um, for yeah. the win. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh so what's a shot list composer for an ngo or you know like mm. the world resources institute like what's what does your work entail with them what are you trying to capture because i imagine capturing something for them is drastically different than capturing you know your work with like Frankie or
2: something or, yeah you
0: know whoever
2: yeah so i mean with them it was they i'm trying to think i am okay I'm just wondering if like I'm gonna <laughs> break any rules about what I can talk about and what yeah. I can't. But with them, it's more so uh it was just kind of documenting the city and the project mm-hmm. that, that was happening in that city. I see. So it. kinda going back to my sports and my photojournalism style, that's what we were doing is mm-hmm. whether it was a, a business that had been whether it was a business that made more money because of a project, or or something like that, we were just documenting the the entire project inside of a certain city, and there were multiple cities, and yeah, gotcha. That those words were jumbled. No, no I, I I get it. Okay, so yeah, pretty right.
0: much, you you were out there to capture. People that benefited from the initiatives from the NGO is that pretty much? Boom. There you go. Yes, <laughs> I yes. should be your pitch man. That's why I keep him around. You should. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you should. I need that
0: help. <laughs> uh, yeah, word word smithing is something I do daily. <laughs> you can ask Phil. I'm like, yeah, punching out like 10 million All proposals day. a week. It's just it's oh burning. My but gosh. but no, yeah. that's that's cool, you know. And and the reason why Phil and I are pretty curious is because like we in D.C., we have so many NGOs, so many agencies, and we know Mm. that that's, like, Mm -hmm. a huge like, just the proposal, like, we see a bunch of proposals go out, or RFPs go out for for projects, and we're like, man, that's a huge market, and you know, we, to be honest, I think it's fascinating, because one, you not only have to tell a very accurate story, right, because, like, with hunting, it's like, oh, like, we didn't kill something, but, like, I can go and, like, you know, take some pictures of the pack or, you know, like you can kind of like fill your time with, with filler pictures, but with telling the story that has to be told accurately on behalf of someone else that could, that has like political repercussions must be pretty difficult. Right. Because like, if you don't get like a culture or you do like a social no, no, or, or something like that, like those things all play into you being a photographer too, I imagine. And and like people think you're just over there and you snap a couple of pics and, you know, throw it up on your Instagram. That's like your job. But I'm sure that you have to be pretty aware of, of who you take pictures of, how you do it and like the interaction with those people. Cause I, I imagine that unless you're like super multilingual, chances are you're not speaking their language, right?
2: I don't speak Hindi. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How many languages do you speak?
2: I speak enough Spanish to uh get by. Yeah, so it's just Spanish and English. And and I guess I say that humbly. I I'm conversational in Spanish and mm-hmm. I'm okay. Yeah. So,
0: here's a question that I don't, I don't know if if you can answer, but do you think that photography is seen differently in other countries than it is in America? Mm-hmm. And the people's like receptiveness to getting their picture taken? Cuz when I go through your Instagram handle, the Laferia Travels, I'm like, man, like all these people let Kyle take their pictures. Like, I wonder, did you have to warm up to them? Were they like really receptive? You know, because sometimes if you're out in the street and you in, you, in the U.S. and you take someone's picture, you're probably going to get punched in the face. and be like, <laughs> What the heck are you yeah. doing? You know, at least if it's like a complete stranger and you just like snap the picture of them, usually it either doesn't end well or, or someone's going to be like, what are you doing? You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a process and, and I've learned it. I'm not a pro at it at all, but Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of money goes a long way as well. Uh, like you give somebody (laughs) a buck and most of the time I'm going to places where I'm not going to Europe. I'm not going on vacation. I'm going to places where they're poverty stricken and uh, maybe dangerous or yeah. So a little bit of money goes a long way. I also, it was a running joke where I would just smile at people. And I think it's this yeah. idea of there's an innocence about me where mm-hmm. it's almost like, hey, I'm just just—I'm <laughs> just here. You know that I'm not a bad bad human. I mean, I'm looking at this yeah. thing now and I'm like, I look really happy. And so, <laughs> you know, it's, and that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was my, maybe I'll accredit that to my parents of just teaching me to more so be a good human. And, and I think
0: that
2: yeah. that that can actually portray itself or it can then snowball effect into you getting what you need. And most of the time we don't just come in guns blazing, cameras ready to rock. Yeah. There is a process where we're talking with people, we're hanging out with them. I often won't yeah. even pick my camera off my shoulders until I've talked with someone or whether it was when it was in the fish market, I was just talking about fish and yeah, just trying to relate to someone before they allow me into their world.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I imagine that kind of, do you, in terms of creativity, when you see a shot that you would like to take, is that when you initiate the conversation or do you, or does the shot kind of culminate while you're you're talking to that person, you know? like, Or is it a mix
2: of both? I think it's a mix of both. Mm-hmm. There was one... One shot in particular that I'm thinking about, where I was in South Africa, and I had seen this woman. She was she was wearing like it was a a combination of green and purple, and it just looked great. And Mm -hmm. I shot it, and the guy that I was with asked, "Hey, do you need her name? Because I just keep a record of names so that I can put it in the metadata." And I said, "No, like I don't think I'm going to use it." And then he was like, okay. So we we kept moving and he was our translator and he was from South Africa. And he said, yeah, that woman was a witch doctor. And then like, I I came back and like looked at it (laughs) on the, uh, on my computer and it was a good shot, but I was, I just kind of threw it away in my head. And then when I looked at it in my computer, I said, man, I really wish that I had her name because you hear that this woman's a witch doctor. And like, It's real. It's a scary thing. And now I've got this really cool image of her. I'm like, oh, well, I actually like this photo. Now that I know that she was like, could have cast a spell on me or something.
0: Yeah. She was able to like make your camera disappear. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, That's crazy. I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, absolutely. I, you know, and I actually had a pretty similar experience and, if only my wife was here, she'd shake her head, but <laughs> we were on our honeymoon and I brought my camera because we were traveling and we went to the Dominican the fish, Republic. And this is the
1: fishing story. You know that, what was that? Is this the fishing story?
0: Yeah, the fishing story. Okay, this is great. And it's, it's interesting because like, like you said, just being approachable mm. and being a nice person and being a genuinely like just a decent human being opens up so many like photographic opportunities and it's like if you truly want to capture a very authentic moment, like that's what you kind of just have to do, right. You don't want to just approach someone with the intent of like, Oh, I'm going to like take your picture and like, this is picture is going to make me famous yeah. or something. You know, it's like, because I think people read into that pretty well, especially when they see like an American in a poor, poor country yeah. or, you know, they're like, Oh Jesus, guys gonna like, you know, here they are. The photographers taking pictures of us. And, you know, and I feel like there's some sense of that sometimes, but you know I was on my honeymoon and and Lillian was kind of resting and I was like you know I'm just gonna wander around and kind of just take my camera and, and go so I was wandering around on this beach and you know there's this guy who's zooming back from the uh, from the ocean with this, this like little skiff and I was just standing there just looking at him and he pulled he pulls up and you know I'm just kind of taking it all in I had my camera like on my hip and you know we started talking and I realized that he was Haitian and you know I was like oh so like what's a Haitian doing in Dominican Republic and he started telling me this like story about how he snuck over the border and like you know how he's looking for work in the Dominican Republic because Haiti is so you know resource poor that he just couldn't find a job and then at the end I was like okay you know I shook his hand I was about to leave and he's like hey he's like why are you out here? I was like, uh, you know, I was trying to go fishing, get a fishing charter, and you know, I I couldn't get one. I, you know, there's, you know, they just weren't interested in taking me. And he's like, hey, I'll I'll tell you what, you know, he's like, take a picture for me, and I'll take you out fishing. I was like, oh, okay, like, why do you want that picture, you know? And he's like, oh, well, I haven't seen my wife in like twenty years, mm. and she doesn't know what I look like anymore, mm. you know. And he's like, he's like, you know, can you take a picture of me so I can like send it to her? Mm. Just like one picture, you yeah. Know? it's like, so it's kind of interesting. Like, I feel like photography has, has this kind of power to, to link people in a way. And, and like, when you just kind of let it come naturally and, and you just start talking to people, you know, these moments kind of just open up, but, but yeah, you know, kind of same thing is like, I had that picture I've never posted, I've never used it. And I, I look at it sometimes. I'm like, man, you know, that's, that dude was so cool. Yeah. But anyways, that, that's kind of like my, my little story there that he was not a witch yeah. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a witch doctor oh he sold souvenirs that's <laughs> great to, though you get to keep your camera fish? no we we mostly just like just sat out there and yeah. talked you know we barely did any fishing yeah. but um i thought it was like gonna die because he was like the super rickety like it must have been like nine feet oh. you know like a nine foot little wooden skiff that had like tar and stuff to try to waterproof it and we were like out like almost like a couple you know like a mile yeah. offshore i'm just like oh my gosh and then you can only picture i look at it you like, can oh, only I'm imagine like, his
1: wife this? told me the story and she's like yeah and andy just runs off and <laughs> the dominican republic was some guy in a random boat for
0: for she's photos like watching you
2: from a hammock from afar and just like, he's never he going? he's
0: never coming back <laughs> well i had my in reach i had, it's funny because i actually had my in reach and i like I, I tracked it. So I still have the, the points of where I went oh, fishing. Oh wow. With him, you know,
2: <laughs> we should charter a so. boat and see if we can go catch fish.
0: <laughs> uh, but he anyways. might, he might still be there. We go. Visit. Yeah.
2: That's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Man. But yeah. So w- with your humanitarian work, do you usually, when you come back, do you kind of just like detox for a while or do you just kind of hop right into yeah. it? Yeah. Cause I imagine two months, you know, it's out a lot. of the country. That's a yeah, lot.
2: Yeah. I mean it, Sadly, on this one, I really had to get everything done, and we had like a week mm-hmm. to deliver everything. And, um, Gosh. yeah, so it was, I didn't get to detox much, but there was definitely two days where I just sat in my bed and watched Netflix uh, and then hung out with my dog <laughs> yeah. and ate a lot of Chick-fil-A. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, there, there is a detox phase. And, you know, there's also sometimes my friends or relationships are, Confusing when you get back because it's you know, you've been gone and you've seen some sad things or heard some sad stories, and not that like I'm a war hero or anything like that, but um, Mm. you know, it's just it's it's different, and then you come back and yeah, you're paying five dollars for a beer when you had a beer in Colombia for 75 cents, Uh, and uh, so it's just it's everything's different, but it's good to be back. And, but I also love that side of my work as well. So,
0: yeah. So how does, um in terms of like the hunting, hunting and fishing stuff, you know, how often do you get out to, to shoot stuff for clients and how does that play into your, your corporate and, and humanitarian work? Is it, is it seasonal as the uh, humanitarian work seasonal or is it, you know, kind of just whenever and how does that affect your, your hunting and fishing?
2: It's, I guess it's, it is a little bit more seasonal. It, it does help because it's some of my biggest ones have been in like December to February. And so Mm -hmm. that's usually a really slow time for honey and fishing. And then the, the tourism work as well. So March comes around and I'm head on and on tourism stuff with a team in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, That's my buddy, Sam, but yeah, it definitely, it fluctuates. I could get a call right when we get off here and they say, Hey, we're leaving in two weeks. And that's yeah. usually how fast it happens. So that's another thing is just kind of being a creative and working for myself. It's just trusting the process that if you mm-hmm. show up, if you are continuing to put your name out there, then you've just got to trust that it's going to work. And sometimes it's yeah. scary. And sometimes you're like, uh, you know, need something need to get paid. Um, (laughs) but just trusting that process.
0: Yeah. So do you work with like an art director or a creative director for these NGOs? Like who, who do you, who's kind of like your, your point of contact at that organization that kind of tells you what to shoot and, and, how, or do they give you full creativity and they kind of weed through it after, you know, what's kind of the creative process So working on one of those projects? It's
2: definitely different than if we're shoot, like, if I'm shooting an ad shoot here mm-hmm. in the States, but on the the last trip we, we did, we had kind of full creativity, just this is where you're going. This is the story, make it happen. But mm-hmm. other trips there, there has been kind of way more structure where, I've got an art director with me or I have someone from the marketing Mm -hmm. team with me.
0: Right.
2: yeah, I guess it's just project by project and you guys probably see it too, where when you were caribou hunting in Alaska, I think that was right. Right. right? Caribou hunting. Mm -hmm. So when you were caribou hunting in Alaska, you know, there were, there was probably like a a main idea and then there was, uh, you Mm -hmm. guys can just go rogue. Right. My buddy who I was working with didn't like it when I said rogue, but it's like, It's a huge part of my vocabulary not when
0: you're in foreign soil. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So do you think that you're gonna kind of follow this this business model for a while is just keep those three tiers and you know, or or do you want to find a way to go into one of these niches full time? Like what's what's kind of your goal here as as a photographer and you know, I don't know, just kind of digging into the business side of things because like we said, you know, people think that a photographer, all they do is take pictures, but it's like, well, they're running, they're usually a, a business owner because they work for themselves. And there's so much that goes into the business of photography. You know, people think that it's like a super glamorous job and not, not to say that it's not, it's fun. It You know, it's rewarding. It's visually, it's visually satisfying to see your work, you know, getting put out there. And, but I feel like there's this, there's that pressure, right. Of always like, how do I improve and like where's where are the next projects coming from and like the hustle of of that photography business you know so like what's kind of your drive to keep that creative like channel going for you
2: yeah i mean i guess one i have no idea where the next like where my business is going to go mm-hmm. i do like these three tiers but i if you read any book or you talk to anyone who has made it creatively, they say like, find a niche and stick with it. Well, Mm -hmm. sorry, I've I've got three niches. Um, and, (laughs) but you know, I, I don't know, um, what will happen. And kind of like what I said earlier, if if you asked me five years ago, if I would be here, I would say no. But Mm -hmm. one thing during this process and just having these three tiers is I've learned to love all three of those tiers. And so Mm -hmm. I love the travel. I love the, the idea of head on a swivel. Every time you step out of your hotel room and just no one speaks your language and you're just making sure that you stay alive sometimes and not get arrested or like, I also love being outside and that's a huge part of who I am. And so, and then the corporate work getting to meet new people now starting to, my friends are working up in the corporate world. So they're starting to hire Mm -hmm. me here in Richmond and, that's good. It's also funny when your friends are like, Hey, you know, we need a photographer. All right. Here's a funny story. I I had somebody a few weeks ago, she said, Hey, we need a photographer. Here are three that we're looking for. Like, do you know them? Do you think that they'd be good for the job? And I was like, you do know that this is what I do for a job, right? Like yeah, you're asking <laughs> yeah. none of them. I was like, Me. I can help you. And she was like, Oh, really? It's like, yes. Uh and so that that's starting to be fun too. And so yeah. who knows where I'll be in five years.
0: It's it's funny because that kinda happened to us too. It's like I mean, Phil's only been on for a year, but we've had to redefine ourselves so many times because you never know what you know what the next project or, or connection brings. You know, you can be like talking to someone and suddenly it's like, wait, what? Like you work at this company and like, you you know, like, oh, okay, well, yeah, sure. We can like help you. And um, so we've had that happen to us like all year last year and pretty much this year too. But one thing led to another. It's such a difficult question. Where where are you going to be or like, where are you trying to go? And I feel like people try to answer that question, but I think everyone that's successful is like, well, there's a, there's kind of like a mix of going with the flow or, or rolling with the punches. And there's some kind of like path that you're trying to stick to but it it meanders you know yeah it's not like a straight path it just like winds up and down and sideways and but as long as you're happy you know it doesn't really matter where that path goes as long as you're you're doing fulfilling work yeah but
1: but, so Kyle
0: so Kyle talking about kind of sticking on top of
1: the, the business side Andy and I kind of I'm more of the back of house guy and Andy's kind of the you know out Creativity side out doing some things, but how much time do you kind of allocate between trying to be out you know being outside meet, meeting with clients and then also also on the back of the house side generating business like how much time does that you know do you allocate to that weekly or monthly of continuing to, to grow those projects and grow that pipeline
2: that's a good question. I think that I wish when I left college people would have told me that I'm not just a photographer I'm a salesman because I'm now selling myself and selling my product to different people. And so there was a low point in my business, I guess it was four years ago and I ended up going to the NWTF. What is it the The Turkey show in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. And when I was there, I was petrified. I didn't talk to anyone literally just walked around and would walk by booths and was so scared to just walk up and say like, Hey, this is who I am. This is the work that I do. And so I left, maybe had talked to two different people, but they were like the mom and pop shops that they have like the booth number 4,433.
0: Yeah. They're like in a little yeah, yeah. With like uh, a, a plastic table.
2: And so afterwards, I hope that this is okay to say, but afterwards I, I emailed, I think it was around 200 people and all big companies. I found their email Mm -hmm. addresses. There's like a really cool plugin on Google Chrome where you can find someone's email address. Literally Mm -hmm. emailed 200 people, just cold email and said, hey, it was so nice meeting you at the NWTF (laughs) um, convention. And... Like I got some people who, I didn't meet them, definitely didn't but meet them. But they met them, so many people that exactly, you, you kind of fill right in. Exactly. And and now I'm giving away my tricks of the trade, but I got one email back and it was from Frankie. And so yeah. it was, it was huge and they were a huge client and still are a great client. And yeah, but.
0: Except they're going to hear this. I say, like, do they know oh, the you, backstory you, you, already?
2: trickster, <laughs> man, you trickster. <laughs> no, I think we have a good relationship now, so we'll be okay.
0: For the record, he, Frankie, you, you guys did meet <laughs> you Kyle. Did, you, okay? did. you guys yes. did meet Kyle. Yes.
2: <laughs> but so going back to your original question, like, there's a balance because one, I haven't been home for two months. And so still trying to figure out how I generate content and how I generate business. And so, you know, this these next months, if I don't get called away to do something else, it'll be just sitting down and, and thinking through how do I continue to generate business? And yeah, so that's, that's a good question. And, and it's just, it's kind of like a work-life balance where you're content creative and businessman balance as well. So if you have any tips or tricks, I'm ready. I've already told you well, guys it's, my Well, it's
0: interesting because I was, I was actually just going to ask you this, but how is it working with yourself and and by yourself to generate this, this business, right? Does it it's interesting because like for, for photographers that work for themselves, I've always kind of wondered, you know, do you do you talk to other people? Do you read books? Do you, you know, like what do you do to keep your kind of mind fresh and, and almost like having a conversation with yourself? Right? Because for for Phil and I, and, and I mean, we have Antonio, we have Tony and, and all the other guys that we, we talk to. We email, like even today, we had like a two page email about business leads and, you know, how we're going to go about, you know, pretty pretty much selling ourselves like you right. said like we we have conference calls we talk through things but you just bounce things for you, on it's just back and you, forth right it's not like calafiore and associates it's calafiore photography right so how do you how do you kind of like keep your mind fresh and 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 like rejuvenated and like you know passionate about pursuing more business
2: yeah so i just i got back from ice fishing with some friends mm-hmm. um and i i think the the biggest takeaway from your question that that I would answer is like staying in community. And that community doesn't mm-hmm. even need to be your like people who do the exact same thing. Uh, and so I went right. ice fishing with two really good friends. One's a lawyer and one's a salesman. And mm-hmm. we were in the Uber ride home and the guy was like, oh, like, what do you guys do? And I said, I'm a photographer. And then the guy behind me said, I'm a lawyer. And then the guy behind me said, I'm a salesman. (laughs) And he goes, is this some sort of like sick joke? (laughs) Um, But it's, yeah, I, I hate looking at other people's work because I feel like I'm not good enough. So I I try and stay away from photographers or from videographers or just getting down that rat race of, or that hole of right. the Instagram world. And I don't think that that gives me creativity, but I think what does is just having a broader vision of, of what this world looks like and and right. what really caring about friends in different groups and, and having friends care about me that are lawyers and, and salesmen and insurance people Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that answers your question. No,
0: absolutely. No, it's, it's actually, that, that was like a perfect answer because for the lack of a a better explanation, that that's pretty much why Phil and I started this podcast because, you know, like you said, the, the Instagram rat race, right? Like, oh, what's, what are they doing? What, what gear are they using? You know, like, who are they working with? Like, well, it's like, Phil and I, when we went to SHOT Show and, and OR and stuff, we just started talking to different people, manufacturers, you know, even guys that were in PR or guys that weren't even in a creative business. They were just salesmen or distributors, you know, and you start talking to them and you realize that there's so much knowledge that you can gain for your business by just talking to other businesses. It doesn't even have to be a, like you said, like a photographer or a videographer. Because if you just kind of all draw from the same source of inspiration, at some point everybody's it looks not going to be inspired mm-hmm. you know it's it's yeah. like well crap i've i've seen that shot 50 million times you know or like so i think i think that's a, a huge thing that i would love to see more people do in this industry is just reaching out to other folks that aren't on the creative side or you know or have no business being in photography or whatever it is you know like I think especially when I was in architecture you know there was this association called the AIA which is like the Architects Institute of America and they would always try to get me to come to these like meetings and like these networking events and it's like look If I'm going to go out and network, I'm going to network with people that are eventually going to be my clients, not Um, my competition, right? So, you know, I started networking with like developers, you know, developers, construction guys, subcontractors, engineers, you know, geotech guys, and like sales that you gain such a base of knowledge and it makes you better at your job. You know, it it really does make you better at your job if you understand other people's jobs. Mm. Like if you talk to an art director and you, you get into the nitty gritty of, of, you know, I have this, this saying called what doesn't get you fired, right? It's like, Hey, what doesn't get you fired? It's like, well, I won't get fired. If I do this, I do this, I do this correctly. And it's like, well, I'm going to help you not get fired because if you work with me, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure that you have that covered, you've got this covered, and I'm going to help you be good at your job. And by like, by doing that, it makes you better at your job because then that person's going to be like, dude, I love working with Kyle because he always gets it done. I never get in trouble when I work yeah. with him, and that that brings a lot of business. So that's kind of my uh, another long-winded, you know, way of of saying, yeah, you got to get get out there and just talk to different yeah. people and diversify your skills. But I don't know, Phil. You're so Phil's, like you said, Phil's always he's he's a sales guy, and he's kind of like you're. I don't know how to explain it, but you're always. You're always looking at it from a non-creative side and you're always kind of like...
1: (laughs) Correct, but I mean, I always look at it as more strategic side, honestly. I try to take, and I always look at it as, uh, and I think Andy and I work well together because we have that kind of that left brain, right brain aspect of, you know, I'm more so strategic, you know, how are we going to continue to grow the business and in which direction, obviously, but that's a lot of working together on those sides. But at the same time, it's more so just how can we continue to grow, grow as people who we network with, who we just interact with? One, you get, getting back to you, Kyle, of, of just being good people, good humanitarians and associating yourself with the right people, which will, in, in essence, continue to grow your business. But honestly, for me, it's, you know, I do have the different side. I don't have the creative background. Granted, the engineering side, but that's more of a black and white. There's no, there's no gray. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, it's, uh, it's how can we be strategic? Without being strategic, everything's, you know, you always want to continue to grow, but how do we look at it on a different side? And it's 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 a very tough thing, especially for you being gone for, you know, two months and all of a sudden coming back and you're like, okay, what do I need to do now? How do I need to be different? Continue to go, but you hope, and this is kind of what we talked about before, is maybe you're, you might meet one or two people in your travels that you develop a great relationship with, and then that will lead to more business because then, it you know, it gets back to the at the end of the days, people like to do business with who they like, who they respect, yeah. who they get along with. And, you know, I was calling on Andy a, a, over a year ago on the architecture side. <laughs> I'm the sales guy calling on him as the architecture side, and we just hit it off. So, you know, that's why I think we kind of fit as well with the, the two heads, the two sides of the brain. But it's always a challenge. And that's why, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, doing the Burning Creative podcast for a while, it's like, how can we reach out to people like you and figure out, okay, how, how are we growing within the industry? You know, how are we continuing to take the time out of our day, talk with you and say, okay, let's, uh, what other ways are we all growing? How are you going to business? How is business working for you when you're, you know, just a photographer running your own business? You know, Andy and I get to bounce ideas off each other all day long. Antonio, Dave, Tony. I mean, we have a whole group, a collective
0: group bouncing ideas. You know, it's just that, hard, that could be a drawback too though, because unlike a lot. Kyle, he has no one to talk back to. Him.
2: <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, I, I talk with my head <laughs> and it sometimes goes crazy. And um, yeah.
0: No, that's very true. Very true. So But it I guess that's that's kind of yeah. It's it's interesting because I guess when I first started, I thought it was just going to be me, you know, like I was just going to freelance and do that whole thing. And I thought I was going to, you know, uh, people are going to laugh at this, but I thought I was going to be like the next Jimmy Chin, you know? Yeah. (laughs) "Yeah, You know, I'm Asian. It's like, I'm Asian. I love to take pictures (laughs) and I'm into like alpine climbing. Like this is going to be it, you know, this is going to be it. And that's actually why I founded Buddy Shutter. Like I, I honestly thought I was going to be the next like alpine climbing photographer. And, uh came back and I was like, well, it's kind of hard to do that when you live in DC and there's no mountains to climb. (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, so it's, it's been pretty interesting molding and and shifting that business model, uh, to include, you know, more people. But so here's another question for you. How do you feel about the, the like photography market right now? Like do you for Phil and I, we think it's pretty saturated and we're we're actually just we're contributing to that saturation right we're another media company in this like very media hungry world that consumes so quickly you know and how ha- how do you how do you think well, you're going to set it's yourself like, it's like an interview question well i'm i'm, I'm curious right because like no no just- there's a lot of photographers out there that they have not found a way to set themselves apart right And they're looking at a way to get into, I don't know, maybe there's a photographer out there that's like, man, I wish that I was doing what Kyle's doing right now, you know? And then Kyle, on the other hand, is like, oh man, I wish I was like doing his job right now. So like, how do you, you know, it's like grass is always greener on the other side. But like, how do you set yourself apart from someone that also set, like if someone was walking down the street and they've got a camera in their hand, they're like, oh, I'm a photographer, you know? Like, what would you do to, set yourself apart from that person?
2: I don't think it's, so that's a really good question. One, this used to make me so angry when I would see that some random guy who just picked up a camera is like taking clients. And then I I just realized that, guess what? There's a lot of people who do my job. And so I don't think that it's what I'm doing now that sets me apart. I have a firm belief that uh, it's what I've done in the previous years, and so when I first started, I mean, I was I was 16 years old, and I was just assisting for everyone. So okay, there's a long list. I mean, I've assisted for Redskins photographers, Sports Illustrated, like Steel Power Tools, but this was all over, you know, 10 years of a career, and so I think that really set me apart from, or it, it set me in a good spot to where I am now, where I'm not really assisting much anymore. I'll assist for one guy. And that's just a team that I work with in Roanoke. And he's a great dude and a really good mentor, but I'm not looking for assisting jobs anymore. And But I think to kind of tell the, the young guy who. It's like, man, I, I want to do what Kyle's doing. One, I think you're fucking crazy. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, sorry for saying that word. Yeah, you can. Uh, but like, yeah, go find a different job. It's, it's go be a, maintenance, like, man. Go yeah, be a yeah. maintenance man. Go be a maintenance man. And that's not because like it's tough, man. It, you yeah. guys know it. It's it's super uh, tough. Yeah, we're we are actually grinding hard here, and and that goes back to like if you really want to do this you need to go and find the best top 10 photographers in your area and you need to bang on their doors. And you, that's where you start is you start with meeting or you start by learning a lot of years of figuring out how to cultivate clients and how to cultivate, um, just a a big project. And I think that Mm -hmm. you guys maybe it set you apart because you both came from the corporate world. Right. So you like understood how does this work, how these projects work, how to ma- manage a business, how to run a business. And to the, the guy who's just starting out and he just picked up his, a camera cause his grandma got him one. Like there's a long road and and it's,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Am I worried about my job? Maybe. <laughs> like, if it if it doesn't work out, I have a creative advertising degree, so I'll go work for an ad agency, or yeah. I'll try to at least. But yeah, I think it's it's putting in that work, and what sets me apart now is the relationships that I've built over the past ten years. The people that I assist for, they still send me, or that I used to assist for, still send me work, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, I can't do this. Can you do it?" Because they've they understand that that I'm going to do make a good product and and they knew me from way back when. Did right. I make a ton of mistakes? I should have been fired every other week from these guys. But they were right. just good dudes who wanted to help and and saw that I was ready to work. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully that answers.
0: No, absolutely. I think you have to you have to be a student of the game, you know? I think it's like you really have to study and put in that work to to understand how the the profession functions you know the pro, like i think it's kind of funny right because there are a lot of quote unquote content creators out there that take a camera and they take really nice pictures and i'm not i'm not hammering on them i'm just saying there's a lot of talented guys and gals out there that take phenomenal pictures but then they're not getting any work and it's like well andy or phil like what's going on you know because my portfolio is awesome and it's like well one You can't send a professional email, you know, Two, you, you, you've never worked with anyone. You don't understand how, how a project actually works, you know, and it's, people think you just kind of run and gun. You go in there and you take pictures and like, you're out and it's like, oh, sweet. I'm a photographer now. It's like, no, you got to know how to build client relations. You got to know how to put out fires. You got to know how to, you know, heck, get on a conference call and, and speak eloquently or tell somebody how you're going to do the work, you know, because most of the time that's, that's what Phil and I are doing is we're pitching and telling people how we're going to be doing their work, you know? Yeah. And if you don't tell them correctly, then they're going to be like, ah, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this guy doing or performing this task, you know? But if you can, if you're able to say, Hey, this is when we're getting in, You know, this is who we're bringing. This is the shot list. Literally down to the lenses is what we're going to use. You know, these are the breakdown times. This is, you know, the call time for the crew, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is the weather, you know, like these, this is our itinerary for entire crew. Here's our hotel reservation, blah, blah, blah. People are like, oh, okay. I literally know every single dang thing that they're doing for me. And so like that sets people apart from guys are like, hey man, hire me for a, a job. It's like, okay, well, one, I don't know you. Yeah. And two, you know, two, like, I don't understand, I, I don't know how you work. And, but, but like you said, you know, with the guys that you assisted with, they probably send you that work because they're like, well, I know how he works. I know his work ethic. And like, 100%. Days, yeah. Some way or another, they kind of train, trained you, right? So they, they know. Yeah. Yeah. They know, they know how you work and they know that your, your process is probably very similar to, to theirs. So when you were talking about,
1: the 16 year old kids who are out there other than find something new, like when you, how were you, you know, 16, just starting, were you the guy knocking on these doors of saying, Hey, I just want to assist. Like, how did you get started?
2: Yeah. So someone actually gave me a camera. Uh, it was a weird thing. It was a friend of my mom. She gave me a, or he gave me a camera. And uh, I just started shooting like sports around my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually went on forums, like thought oh, forums, forums were big. Oh, I yeah. mean, this was dial-up email, guys, or <laughs> yeah. internet. So beep, beep, I would beep, post on, beep, yeah, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. and uh, then someone like picks up post, the
0: phone, and you got to do it all over again. Yeah.
2: mom, get off the phone. I'm trying to get, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to get them on forums. Uh, but I remember posting images there, like it was my job, and people would tear them apart. And like, I remember one where I thought it was the greatest photo in the world. I still remember it in my head right now. And I posted it was ready for everyone to call me the greatest <laughs> human, uh, that ever walked the on the Earth. <laughs> and, uh, they just ripped it apart. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that that added to me wanting to get better. You know, I, I'm very competitive, mm-hmm. uh, even in like board games. So, really wanting to get better and really instilling in that. So I wasn't necessarily knocking on doors when I was 16, but, but I really wanted to hone my craft and I really wanted to push this idea of being a photographer. And then, and then when I got to college, I realized, Hey, I need to make money doing this. And what would that, how would that look? And so that was when I really started just knocking on people's doors and saying, Hey, Hey, it was applying for internships. I applied for one internship every year for three mm-hmm. years and finally got it on the last year. Persistence. Uh, and say that again?
1: Persistence.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, um, learning to take no and understand that like you're not a bad human because of that. No, it right. just, it may mean not right now. Right. Um, yep. And, Kind of that cold email thing of sending two hundred and only having one come back to you, yep. like that gets that that'll beat you down after a while. It hits, it oh, hits absolutely. deep, yeah.
0: I mean, Phil and I have like we have like a ten percent uh, yeah win yeah. rate, you know, like of 100- well, a hundred.
2: Better than mine. I have like a, <laughs> a, a point put a, five. T- yeah, point five. <laughs> y- y'all need yeah. to show me your ways. <laughs> <laughs> but it's,
0: uh, it's, it's interesting because it's the goal, yeah, what what you said about putting your work out there and just, you know, really getting to know where you stand in the pecking order. Like, you it's like you yeah. said, you're like, you're, it's like, oh man, I take all these beautiful pictures and people, my friends always tell me like, I should be a professional photographer. But it's like, well, guess what? Your friends probably aren't going to rip you a new one, like a complete stranger or a, a client, you know, yeah. because people- On a form, yeah. On a well, right, or people on a form, but I think for us, for Phil and I, it's like that's the biggest thing that we talked with like Dave and Antonio and the guys that we work with about is like one, take you know, kick your ego out the door, no egos. Two, you got to be humble about your work, and three, we're you got to have thick skin, thick gonna, skin. You know, we're gonna rip everyone a new one, not because we don't like you or because we don't like your work. It's like we love your work, but we need to ensure that one it meets the standards of the client it could be the best picture but if it's not right for the client guess what it's it's not making the cut you know and some people are going to be like oh well i spent so much time working on that picture and like well blah, blah, blah it's like well sorry man like it's just not good enough for that project or you know so it's so important to have thick skin and not taking it personally you know yeah it's like well maybe this person didn't like it but maybe it some somebody else does or Maybe there is a valid reason why you know people ripped your new one. It's like maybe it's like you it was out of focus or you used the wrong you know some you know something technically wasn't right. But then yeah. it forces you to go back and be like, well, well, crap! Like why why didn't they like it? <laughs> you know, and then it yeah. it makes you improve whether they were right or not. But at the end of the day, it's still your work, and and you know you're you always constantly want to hone in on your craft and get better. But
2: for sure. And I, I think, you know, this podcast is it's kind of hard for me because I, I don't do a good job of actually <laughs> like telling who I am and what I do for work when it's just a stranger and around my friend group. And so I, I hope that people don't listen to me and they're like that arrogant bastard. <laughs> like, he just thinks he's got it all. I don't have life figured out. I don't have yeah. this business figured out. There are still days where I'm like what did I just do? Yeah. Um, but kind of what you said, Andy, of like honing your craft and really always learning and and trying to make sure that I can become better um, because mm-hmm. I've got a long way to go. We all do. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. We all can't be Jimmy Chin, right, Andy?
0: <laughs> I know, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Chin. If you're ever going to listen to this. Please hire me on as an assistant.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> I should just send him an email. Hey, Jimmy, it was you nice. Meet, it was nice meeting you at the uh, the Oscars or whatever <laughs> award. <laughs> oh, that's. It was a great good talking one.
2: to you. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah.
0: So, if you could give, you know, your sixteen-year-old self a piece of advice or a piece of creative advice
2: or anything like that, what would you say to him? I think I, I just recently learned this and, and it's been good because last year was really tough. Just life was hard and um, I was doing good work and, and creating images for clients, but it was just with just personal life was hard. And mm-hmm. so what I've learned in the past two months is like, just have fun, go out and explore. Uh, and I think that that was a big thing on my, my last trip. We did a really good job of work and tourist stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would work hard and it would be early mornings to late nights and we're grinding, we're grinding. But then, you know, we always had three days at the back end to go snorkeling or go meet cheetahs or like just do crazy stuff. And and I, I feel it's it's almost like being a kid again where you're like hey there's this this is just a quick example but they when we were in Africa we were in South Africa and or sorry we were in Tanzania and they had a a, it was almost like a farm where Mm -hmm. these cheetahs that were uh, like rehabilitated and they were trying to bring them back into the wild and so it was a great conservation thing but like we we saw a flyer for it and I'm 28 years old, almost 30. The guy I was with was 45. And we were just so pumped to go meet these cheetahs. (laughs) And like, that's almost like a 10 year old mindset. And I'm still learning it, but it's, you got to work hard to my 16 year old self. You got to work real hard. Nothing's going to be handed to you You and get on the horse and ride, but it's okay to get off the horse and go see a detour. And and just have fun again. And go meet, meet,
0: some some cheetahs. Cheetahs. That's go meet some cheetahs. Go meet some cheetahs. Go meet some cheetahs.
2: All right, little Kyle, go meet some
0: cheetahs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, man, I, you know, we really appreciate you um, being on the podcast. And obviously it was really fun. And, and Phil and I uh, enjoy your work. And, you know, we'll keep following you. And we, um, you know, we ask that everybody give Kyle a follow at, what is it? La Lefarrier.
2: Photography. photography or Travels.
0: Nice. So go give. Excited to see the travel platform take off as Thank well. Thank you
2: very much, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was very nice yep. having me. Thanks a lot, guys. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks, Kyle. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. All right, buddy. Thanks again for joining on today's episode of the Burning Creative Podcast. Don't forget
1: to show us some love by sharing, subscribing, and following along on our website, theburningcreative.com.
0: Until next time, keep the fire burning.